Hello. Hello. Hey, hold up one second. Is it too windy where I'm at? Is the wind blowing too loud? I don't hear any wind. Okay, cool. Cause I, I'm, I'm literally. So when I'm at work, how I record these is I go and sit on the fucking roof. Oh, dope. So I'm just on the roof, and it's windy and cold as hell up here. The view's Bro, great, I, though. I couldn't imagine that. That has to be like a kind of like a surreal experience sitting on a roof, just like airing your, you know, airing your mind. Well, I was the one I was gonna. I recorded yesterday. I was gonna record on the roof, and I like climbed up here and I sat down and I look over and it just like lightning, like across the way. And I'm like, let <laughs> yeah, me get right a couple videos spot. of this. <laughs> and then I'm gonna get the fuck down here. And like three minutes after I got out, got off the ladder, it just started downpouring. Like I would have been electrocuted for sure because it's like metal. <laughs> The world's way of telling you, hey, get the fuck off this roof. <laughs> right. Like, it was so bad. So, like, I went and just sat in the classroom and started recording. And, uh, like, I had to wait for a second because the rain was coming down so hard. You could hear it hitting the roof. And, like, the, it's like there's, like, a barrier between the roof and the ceiling and the classroom. And that's how fucking hard it was hitting. So, I had to wait. You know, looking at it from, like, a movie perspective, though, I bet that would have been a serene you know, a serene feel to it. Oh, it was, it's real nice. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. real calming. That's dope, though. I like that there's a at least an avenue that, to to do that, to get up on a roof like that and record. There's so many different fucking roof spots up here. Like, And this one's just directly in my area. Like, on one side of the hallway, it's my closet. And on the other side of the hallway, it's the air handler where I can get up. And then there's a ladder I can get up on the roof. Well, it sounds like you have it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the perks of being where I'm at now instead of where I used to be. Well, I guess I could have got on the roof at my old school, but I was afraid of ladders back then. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a blessing that you didn't see coming. So it was good. Yeah. Turns out. Uh, what's been up, man? Uh, Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, chilling, doing a lot with uh, Aubrey. Aubrey's into, like... Uh, She's in the gymnastics and jazz and like all that stuff, like jazz dance. Yeah. Um. So she's into all that. So and she's you know doing your your basic schooling. So helping her with her math and like all that. And then I've just been working on um building my portfolio. You know. Well, so. you are you are you about to go put them out to athletes and stuff? Yeah, I'm gonna be putting them out to like different uh like organizations. So yeah, um, like. Sports teams, um, like WWE, has a uh, has like three or four open positions for graphic designers and stuff. So, gonna try to at least submit myself, get my my name out there. Good, good. I've been telling you. Yeah, it's just hard to when you, you know, when you're you're friends with some some very good graphic designers and you see the quality of work that they do, and then you look at like yourself and. I guess, like, I have a faster workflow, but I think they put out, like, a little bit better quality, right? So I'm just trying to get up to their, you know, level. So, but I'm growing. Well, there's, there's a lot of places that, like, will hire you because of your, the the, the uh, quantity over the quality. And then True. due time, you will learn the quality with the quantity, you know? Fact, yeah. It's just like, doing it more. 
the fucking Bill Gates hires the laziest person to do the hardest job because he knows it'll get done faster. In turn, that person just starts getting better at what they do, you know? Yeah, that's so, real life. Dude. I ain't saying you're lazy, but, you know, you're fast. Oh, no, I'm lazy, but I, I am lazy, but fast. <laughs> I can turn well, out shit. Yeah. Uh, I, you, well, fuck, I couldn't do anything you fucking do, man. I don't. I can't draw a stick figure. Hey, man, but uh, vice versa. I mean, dude, I don't even like taking out my own fucking trash. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I got to take out. We uh, we, uh, we just got an email that we are, like, number five in education in, every, in the whole state of Ohio. Oh, damn. And I just like to say that's because of me, the custodian. <laughs> yeah, man, it's because, you know, the teachers and the kids don't have to worry about picking shit up or tidying up stuff, right? You got that on lock, so all they have to do is focus on getting smarter. Right? If, 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 if the school was dirty, they wouldn't want to be in it. So, I mean, Boom. in a way. I think that's a, uh, I think that's a fair shout. That's what I would say. Fuck. <laughs> um, who are you making in your portfolio? Like, what are uh, sports guys are you working on if you can i ask you that am i allowed to ask you that yeah uh my portfolio is it's not exactly going to be based off who's going to be in it it's more or less the different styles that, of graphic design that i can do right uh, okay um so if i if i put one into like WWE, of course it's going to be more wrestling like centered right mm-hmm. so but there's going to be like textography there's going to be some some of that type of graphic design um i want to try to get in a little bit of like motion design um in my portfolio so maybe like you know a transition screen or something um and then i'm going to do a lot of like poster design so maybe rebuilding one of their class a couple of their classic uh like pay-per-view posters and stuff like that oh that's cool yeah and same thing but put in a different you know sport or whatever you know for the different orgs so are you aiming to do more wrestling based are you just throwing shit out until it sticks uh i would the two things i would really love to do is um is wrestling and esports right um yeah if I could get into like some esports graphic designs, like that would be great. But if I can really like nail down like a, a WWE graphic design spot, or if when AEW eventually opens up, you know, a uh, a couple of graphic design spots, like I would love to get in there um, as well. Like that's probably the the main ones I want to do. But I, I'm I'm open to doing sports ones too. It's just sports ones gets like real repetitive, right? Um. I- you mainly see the same, like, I don't want to say the same stuff, but it's a lot of the same style of stuff, just tweaked to make it look different, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's a lot of the same poses, you know, it's a you, lot of, once uh, you run through and do like 20 of them, you're just like, what can I do to change this up, you know what I mean? Like, How many guys can you do to get, make doing a Heisman Trophy pose? Yeah, exactly. But for me, that's why when I was doing that, uh, when I did that Bengals one, uh, I, I had like a Bengals account, which I ended up shutting down. That's a whole other story. But uh, uh, I did a Bengals account where I did just nothing but Bengals graphic design. I had a whole bunch of like followers on. I think I was closing in on like 1,900 followers, almost 2,000 followers on Twitter at that point. Um, but I started getting into photo manipulations like style of graphic design, which is 
I would take Bengals players and put them into like different elements. So instead of just like them posing or whatever, doing something on a ball field, like I made one of the Bengals and kind of like a Game of Thrones winter is coming deal. And I put like a gigantic like tiger with like kind of like an Arctic background, right? Like mm-hmm. um, I started doing like photo manipulations of them, uh, which got me a lot further uh, in the follower and followers, right? People started... Yeah. And that's kind of what I want to do. That's the graphic design style I really like is photo manipulations, putting like putting real life um, like people or objects and like surreal or fantasy elements, right? Like, so that's I what like I prefer that. to do. So I like that a lot. Now, if you get like hide or something, uh, are you worried that'll like uh, put a a leash on your free range on stuff like that or or are you thinking like maybe they'll hire you on that merits and have you do shit like that um well basically they they will i will have a leash on um it guaranteed it won't be a lot of photo manipulations it's if i do anything when it comes down to uh especially with wrestling it's going to be a lot of poster design it's going to be a lot of transition screening stuff like that i'm going to be pretty much working and doing whatever they want me to do. Right. But it still doesn't stop me from being a freelance artist. Right. So I can still go and do that stuff on the side for uh, extra bits of cash. Like I could have, still have a fiber account and all that stuff. So. Uh, so I kind of answered a phone call. That's what happened. <laughs> it happened. Dude. Don't worry. Uh, I wonder if all that saved. <laughs> if it didn't, Whatever. Yeah, it's whatever, uh, dude. It was just a mic test anyway. Who cares? I mean, hell, this I'm gonna add this shit on it too. What were you saying? I I totally I got a phone call and I hung <laughs> You wanna do this? Graphic design. Yeah, I would just pretty much say it pretty much just to sum it all up. It's I would have a leash on my on myself, like for sure, if I was to get hired by like a wrestling company. I would only be able to design what they wanted me to design, but it wouldn't stop me from being able to freelance. I mean All right. Um and if you did that, there'd be a close are you are you still interested in trying to get a writing gig in that too? Because if you if you got into their graphic design, you can start showing your fucking creative writing skills too if you're still interested in that. Cause I know that was your shit for a long time. Yeah, I mean We'll see where it goes. Right now, I think my true passion is with creative design. Um, I don't know if I would right away start like looking at other positions there, um, just because you know my my heart isn't into like creative writing like all the way. Like, yeah, it would be nice, but I mean, I'm all in on graphic graphic design. It's like really where I found uh, my my passion for so nice yeah well if that all doesn't work out you can always come back to pizza hut in delaware boom getting the fights with the uh (laughs) with that josh was josh i think like the the racist guy yes yep yeah he's still there (laughs) 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 yeah well i think the mic test is good i'm gonna add uh, the last part did I just got a, a, a thing that said it processed. I'm gonna put cool. all this in there. I found out I could add little like sound effects and shit when I pause and split shit in. So there'll be little wickers and wicker wickers on there. So um <laughs> I like it. 
Oh, yeah. Talk to you in a second about wrestling. Yep, let's do it. Oh, excuse me, I burst. Hey, what up, y'all? Welcome to, uh, uh, fuck, what do I call this? Trash Talk with Young Custodian. I'm Young Custodian, and for the, I've been promised y'all for a long time I wouldn't be doing these uh, solo episodes, and yet I've been doing them. But I finally got a, a guest on, and he was like my first guest. And we talk about the first time he was on, we talked about the uh, Pro Wrestlers of the Year Award on Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And now he's back to talk about the PWI 500 is my boy Billy. Billy, how the fuck are you? Well, first off, I love how professional this podcast is. Like, what? Like, what's this podcast name again? Like, I, I, <laughs> it's every time I do a recording, I and I do the, my little intro, I always have to stop and restart because I always forget what it's called. Sometimes I do the headlocks and hang. Oh fuck, that's been a while. <laughs> I've never done the, uh, what did we call ourselves? What was our podcast we did, like, one episode of? Which, which one? Uh, like we, uh, the beer sorry. one. Um, fucking hangover I, special. The what? I, the hangover special. Was that our show? That was one of them, I can't it? remember, dude. Like, I, it's been so long. Well, I bet they're on, they're on YouTube somewhere. I'm going to find them. <laughs> they're there somewhere. I'll find them. So what's been up? Uh, have you have you got a good look at this list? Oh yeah, yeah. And I have, I have one, I have one big concern and a couple like you know small little changes I would do. But yeah, so. Well, I'll give you the rain. Where would you like to start at? We want to start at the top ten. Want to work our way down? And we 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 might end up doing a two parter. Who knows? Yeah, I mean we can we can start at the top ten. That's All fine. right. Well, um, for me, yeah, n- number one, I mean, I think easily like Roman. I think that's spot yeah. on. Uh, so I'll, let me read the top two real quick. Yep. And then, so number one, Roman Reigns, of course. Mm-hmm. Number two, Kazuchika Okada. Number three, CM Punk. Ugh, doesn't age well, huh? Number not, four, not Hangman Page. Number five, Bobby Lashley. One number six, uh, Cody Rhodes. Number seven, Brian Danielson. Damn, I can't talk. Number eight, El Hijo del Vikingo, right? Yep, Vikingo. Number nine, Big E. And number 10, Jonathan Gresham. So, yeah, I agree with you. You can't really deny Roman Reigns number one at this top, right? No. Like, his head of the table. He's had the best run of all companies, I think, this year. And could you imagine back in 2015 you'd be saying this about Roman? Not at all. I mean, I think anyone at that time watching WWE would have the same understanding that, hey, like, he was, like, force-fed. And it's nothing on him. I mean, he was still – he was doing his best, you know what I mean, for what he could do. They just kept feeding him dog shit and dog shit. They really made him wear light blue contacts to be more likable. And, like, we noticed – in that in a good way. Yeah, and the, the dude has brown eyes. <laughs> He's Samoan. What blue-eyed Samoan do you know? Yeah. What What's your biggest, I guess, take out of this top ten? Uh, the top ten is uh, my biggest take would be that uh, well, for Okada standards, he went down a lot. 
when did CM Punk come back? When did he come back? Yeah. Oh man, it was. Uh, it's been over a year ago. Okay, and been injured a couple times, been out a couple times. I think there's 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 a big. Oh, I'm even pretty before... sure. Yeah, he came. I don't. I can't remember when exactly he came back. I know his first match back was at All Out. All Out 2021. Yeah. So that was September mm-hmm. of 2021. CM Punk returned in. One second. Because it was a dynamite show, wasn't it? It was a dynamite show. They were in Chicago. Yeah. If I know. Yeah. Whenever he returned. I don't think I don't think he deserved to be number three. No. I feel like there's a lot of hype behind his name, but like uh, uh his feuds were like the the promos were better than the matches. And the matches weren't all that great to begin with and like his yeah, promo were better well, than match. I'll just to be fair with you, so the PWI, right? It, it they compiled this list uh from June of 2021 to June of 2022, correct? Yeah. Pretty sure that's when they compiled this list if I if I've read I, everything correctly. It's from it's like really one cool. year from June to June. Um in that June to June, CM Punk has had 21 matches. Okay. Compared to a lot of these other guys, you know what I mean, for example, like a Dax Harwood, he's wrestled a lot more than that, right? Like, uh, um, and Dax is one who's like a lot lower. If you look at John Moxley, he's wrestled more than that. Bobby Lashley Miz, wrestled more than that. Like, the Miz is probably the most wrestled dude on the list, probably. Probably one of them for sure. Seth Rollins is another one. Seth um, Rollins too, like. And I think he just gets number three because of his name alone. Yeah. And I've I've only I've I've not the biggest fan, you know. Besides all the shit that's happened, I haven't even been the biggest fan of Punk's return. Like I'm, I was one that marked out of when he came back and gave ice cream to everybody and did all this shit. Yeah. But after that, like, yeah, his feud with MJF, MJF was great. If you with Kingston was great. I think Kingston and and Punk was probably one of my favorite Punk matches, right? Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. His his first one with MJF, uh, the one where MJF beat him like twice in one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the same show. I think that one I I liked a little bit better than the dog collar match. The dog collar match I think had a better like overall story behind it but i like the actual match of uh mjf and cm punk on dynamite and it's just so hard collar. it's just so hard to do dog collar matches uh after i think the best one happened with such sad circumstances uh are you talking about the brody one? yeah yeah, yeah i mean, I mean I, I I rank that one above the uh, fucking Ham- Greg the Hammer and Piper one, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think I think Greg Greg the Hammer and Roddy Piper's dog collar match was probably the best until Cody and Brody. It's did. phenomenal, but that that one adds my two favorite things: a fucking squash match and a, just blood and violence. Like, oh yeah, Brody annihilated. 
Like, is Cody on the top ten list? I think Cody and CM Punk should be reversed. Yeah, I can if, see that for sure. If we have to, if we have to keep if, if we have to keep Punk, fuck that. If we have to just keep this list, the top ten list, the same, like people, but switch them around. I would switch Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. Like Cody Rhodes made WWE. I hate the fuck I'm about to say this. Especially because Cody Rhodes thinks he's fucking Homelander. But Cody Rhodes is on, it started making WWE great again, bro. I think that, you know, Cody, I think, has a... He makes places and storylines special wherever he goes. Yeah. He he is an attraction in itself. Yeah. I think one of the first... The perfect first guys to put him back in the ring with as well was Seth Rollins. I mean... Seth Rollins can do no wrong... Besides the whole in the ring, I mean, Nazi thing. Yeah, fact. Um, how you feel about where are we at now? How you feel about Hangman Page mm-hmm. and uh, let's go four and five. Hangman Page and Bobby Lashley. Um. Well, I, I think Adam Page definitely had one of the bigger stories. Yeah. Um. Of 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 that year for PWI for sure. Um. I think Adam Page might have uh, put on a little bit better of matches, but when it comes down to just pure like um, how much the person did, I think Bobby did a lot in that year. I think Bobby Bobby was one of the guys that you tuned in to watch Monday Night Raw for. Yeah, and same with right. Roman Reigns. If I you would have told me this a couple of years ago, I wouldn't believe you. You saw you saw uh, highlights of it in the hurt business, but they were so booked backwards. On one week it was great, on one week it wasn't. But yeah. now Bobby Lashley is just Bobby Lashley's killing it. To me, I think Bobby and Adam Page. I think any way this goes, like I'm fine with how it is now, but I would also be fine with Bobby at four and Adam at five. I mean, it's uh, those two. I think right now are definitely inter- like interchangeable with each other on any given like week, right? Like, right. Yeah. Like I said, storyline wise, I think Adam Page had one of the best of the like best in the year, right? Had one of the best storylines. It's one of the best conclusions. Just yeah. afterwards is where it kind of yeah, his reign was horrible, like horrible. And that's not but, on him. I mean, he did the best with what he was given as well. But even yeah. with his reign, like he, they were good matches. It just they weren't nothing. And especially during his reign, AEW also gave you shit like. Suzuki and Danielson. Like, how are you going to top that? Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, my my right. biggest issue here right. is, uh, well, with this section, right? Not the overall PWI, because I have a big issue with that. But uh, with this section right here is John Moxley being out of the top ten. Definitely. John Moxley has... Single-handedly, pretty much carried AEW. On he is the ace of AEW. He is the Tanahashi of AEW. When all those fails and you need someone that's just gonna put the company on your back, and you know that he's not gonna get into any trouble, he's not gonna stay in in the drama, anything like that. It's it's John Moxley, right? Even even when he, even after all that scuffle and shit that happened with AEW and the Elite and all that, CM Punk, John Moxley left his vacation to come back. Yep. And do what he needed to fucking do. Yep. To make sure AEW is on his back. John Moxley is so important that after all that happened, John Moxley, Danielson, and Chris Jericho took to the locker room and gave him all the stern talking to. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't. I didn't really look into like what like came out of it, but yeah, basically, all the the locker room loves it. 
they all uh, they all like look up to them, and they're glad they did. People yeah. are very high on Jericho, which you know that goes without saying. If you For look sure. past it, you know his Twitter. People really respected him. They took everything John Moxley had to say, and Daniel Bryan just talks about flaccid penises a lot. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like Bryan. Yeah, sure. but so it's it's cool they're finally establishing some locker room leader type stuff. But I think it is like if you're gonna have Danielson in the top ten, which you should, don't get me wrong, you should definitely have Moxley up there too. Fact. Yeah, I uh, think two of these guys, for example, like Danielson and Punk, I believe mm-hmm. are there because of the reactions that they've gotten. Um, right. That's not to say that Brian Danielson doesn't deserve a top ten because he's definitely a wrestler who does deserve a top ten. Um, but I just like I just I don't like that CM Punk being number three, and it has nothing to do with um, what recently has happened. It's just looking back on that specific year. Um, like yeah, like he had some like decent matches, but he only had twenty one. Like he's still like he only wrestled a handful. Right. You know I mean, I, I still don't think that's deserving of a number three compared to some of these yeah. other these other it's, guys who worked there. Like put Mox at three. You know what I mean? Yes. Put Sam Punk down there at twelve. I'd be more acceptable with Sam Punk at twelve than Sam Punk at three. Twelve. Who's number twelve? Number twelve is John Moxley, right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, put Sam Punk where Moxley is. Put Moxley where Sam Punk is, yep. and then I don't have a problem with this. Yeah. Well, exactly. So. We talked about Cody. One yeah, I'm by the way, hype, hype for Josh Alexander for being at 14 right now. Like, is he? Yeah. Oh, look, yeah, he is. I like Josh. I seen Josh Alexander live at what show was I at? I can't remember. Maybe, maybe he was supposed to be there and didn't show up because of Canada stuff. I might not have seen it live. Scratch that from the record. I'd have to go back and look at all the shows I've been to. He's so good, dude. I do so enjoy good. Um, Another name I'm excited to see in the top ten, because you don't really see a lot of love for this company, and honestly, you get more of them on Botchamania than you do, but fucking Triple A with El Hijo de Vikingo. I am so I glad he, he is so fucking good, bro. Especially in this time frame that we're talking of all this happening, right? Like, right. That dude had a heck of a freaking um uh, of a year. Yeah, like he he if he's just been how can the fuck it? Do you know how many matches he's had? Oh man, uh, here I can I can go through and here you go. Because uh, I know he's been working And I, I see him on damn near Every card that pops up in Mexico Well I don't see him physically Because I live in Ohio And we're pretty far away from 32 Mexico. 32 see, and that's and from, Yeah that's from working Just a lot of Triple uh, A and like uh, Panther promotion and stuff like that Because they he don't want a lot of big lucha so. Mm-hmm. They don't run a lot of big shows, but uh, I mean a lot of shows in general per year. But when they do, he seems to be right there on the card. And like, oh, yeah. he's a spectacular high flyer. 
He's fucking very technical. He has great matches. He barely misses a step, and when he when he does, you can't really fucking tell. I really and, and like you don't like I say, you don't see a lot of love for Triple A guys high in the numbers on the PWIs yeah. usually. And if you do, it's the ones you're used to seeing all the time, like the Roosters and all them guys. Yeah, and if you look at some of the guys over here that he's also like uh, beaten and or fought, right? Just in this period of a year, it's like you have the uh, the Young Bucks, you have Bandito, yep. Psycho Clown, uh, La Parca Negra, you have... Uh, Shout out Psycho Clown. Yeah, you have Psychosis in here. Uh, Octagon Jr., Flamita, bro, so many freaking, like, yeah, the uh, Murder Clown, like, Flip Murder Gordon, yeah. I mean, yeah, Tito Santana, like, he wrestled Tito Santana, uh, it says right here, uh, he was in here, it was, I don't, I do, I, I Nuevo, uh, Nuevo Podar, uh, Del Norte. Uh, yeah, which is Carter Brava That's Jr., Moco Coda, and Tito Santana defeated uh, uh, Elio Bakingo and Octagon Jr. and killed Kid Silver. That's so, fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, Octagon Jr. He made it to number two hundred and sixty-six on the list. Yeah, fact. Um, so it's good to see him up there. Oh, two hundred sixty-nine was Warhorse. Oh yeah, yeah. But th- see, this is where we start getting into like the issues that I have. Right. Okay. It's <laughs> so when you start big... getting further down the list, right? Okay. And I, first off, let's just go to number two hundred and thirty-three. All right. Shoot, I don't got it pulled up. That's Anthony Agogo. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Anthony Agogo made the list. At, not just made the list. Two hundred and thirty-three. I could be. I I should be on number two hundred thirty-three if you got Anthony Agogo on the list. Now listen, this is some of the guys that he is above, right? So you got yeah. uh, Santana, Rocky Romero. He's above guys like Chad Gable and Miro, El Fantasmo, PCO, uh, Ortiz, Willie Mack, Dalton Castle. He's above. Yeah. Do- he's above Dolph Ziggler, bro. Yeah, he's above Octagon Junior. Atticus like he, Kogar? He's above Kush- Kushida. He's like, above La Parca? Atticus Park? Kogar. Shane Taylor? He's above Shane Taylor. That's ignorant. He's Shane above Taylor should be way higher. He's above Butch and Kevin Blackwood. Like That don't make sense. <laughs> bro. <laughs> All right. Let me find one who should be high. Fucking Tyrus is on the list. Holy. Tyrus is that's... one above Brian Pillman Jr. But that's not even my worst. That's not even my worst take, and like my worst gripe with this whole entire thing. What is it? If you go down here to number four hundred and seventy-three, I mean it's four hundred seventy-eight. Sorry. Do you have it pulled up? Yeah. Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. At 478, right? Yeah. Anthony Agogo is 245 spots above him. And Angelo Dawkins is amazing. Angelo Dawkins is so freaking slept on, bro. Like, so slept. He's so good. So good in the ring. And, and, you know, the only reason why he's, I think he's overlooked 
is because the guy that he's in a tag team with, right? Everyone has to be the quote unquote the Janetti in the group. Yeah. Dude, he I just if you just go and just watch a, a Street Profits versus like Usos match and then watch the work that Angelo Dawkins has, what his hot tag is actually really good and doesn't get enough like credit at all. Oh no, I'm a big fan of Angelo Dawkins. I like him. I don't I don't I I, I like when you got a guy like Montez Ford, like you said, you're automatically going to be considered the motherfucking um, excuse me, the fucking Janetti. But they're both really fucking good in what they do. Yeah. And like, if you're gonna have Nick and Mac Jackson next to each other, you should have Montez and Angelo Dawkins next to each other. Yeah, like, like my biggest issue. This is a top five hundred, right? The top five hundred. Mm-hmm. You have Dawkins. Dawkins at 478 and you have guys like head like heavy metal and you have like the guys dude like Arya Davari is above him like the like I like the butcher but he's not in in this case he's not better than Dawkins BSK is done- above him fast time Mudo is like like I uh, what what number is uh Dawkins again 478 478 so who's better than him? That who who do they have ranked better than them that they shouldn't? Fucking Rhino Q, is QT Marshall. Hey, at four hundred and forty. <laughs> that don't make no sense. Come on, dude. Come on. Fucking. Let's see. I want to. I want to do one. Let's go. Fucking Jake Hager is number three hundred one. Yeah, three hundred one. Yep. Um, what I like about I, I heard them talk the people who make the list talk about it on some podcast and they always do a they always try to make sixty nine a special one or something related. And number sixty nine is filthy Tom Lawler. Oh of co- wait, is it, you said two sixty nine? Sixty nine, just, just 69. number sixty nine. Okay. They always try to filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah. Bro, wait, so if that's the case then, I mean how how honest are you, do you think, like, do you take this PWI, though? I never take the PWI honest. I just go off. I just, it's like, same same way I take the star ratings. Like, I mean, I just well, go the with the Well, the star ratings all opinion-based. I mean. Yeah, and I think this is, too, because there's no way fucking all these people are better than Angelo fucking Dawkins. Yeah, but you have to think, though, right? The star rating is an opinion of one man. I can get, I can get, like... You know, hey, like it's his opinion, but this is like a gathering of of, of the people at Pro Wrestling Illustrated, right? Like, yeah, and uh, don't they all work for that one guy? Ain't it the same? Ain't they all under the same umbrella? Yeah, like maybe I don't know. I don't know actually who's on on top of that whole chart. Well, and you, I mean, they all work together regardless, and like you know, same minds think alike. You true. You you. you you uh, with somebody long enough, you're bound to have the same opinion. Hell, me and you, who usually don't agree on anything in the world of pro wrestling, have been agreeing on shit so much we think it's an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. We usually have a, I don't I wouldn't want to say arguments, but we uh we have a difference of opinion with a lot of things with like wrestling wise usually, but here recently we've been getting along. We've had the same opinions on a lot of things. Which is wild. Um. So, 
Biggie is number nine. Yeah. He broke his neck in May. Should he be in the top ten? Is it this year? May of this year? May 2022. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Because this runs from June of 2021 to June. So he just missed out on like a month. Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. I, I'm dumb. You're right. You're right. You're, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even off the devil's lettuce. I'm just dumb. <laughs> yeah, he deserves to be on it. He deserves to be on it. Next, Jonathan Grassham. How do you feel about the octopus? Uh, I personally love Jonathan Grasham. Um, I do. I met him. Nice guy. Great wrestler. Yeah, he always he always seems like he would be like a a really nice dude. Uh, top ten. Yeah, I mean for sure he he was. I well, I was gonna say the last Ring of Honor, but no, Chris Jericho is that <laughs> that champion now. What am I become? <laughs> Ring of Honor champ. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, I I think Jonathan Gresham deserves top ten. I mean, shoot, man, I could see him at number eight and Vakingo at number ten. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. Now, is there somebody in the top ten who isn't in the top ten you'd like to see there? Besides Moxley. Besides Moxley. Uh, Josh Alexander. All right. And now, besides Punk. Is this somebody in the top ten you don't think deserves to be? Ooh. Ooh, that's rough. Besides punk? Yeah. Oh man. Um that don't deserve to be in there at all? I don't believe so. Could I nitpick and like maybe move someone down? Yeah, probably. Um uh, how about this? If you could put one female wrestler in the top ten, who would it be? One female wrestler in the top ten? Yeah. Mm, I think, to me, it would probably be Trisha Dora. Um, really? Dude, phenomenal. I've, I've been watching a lot of, like, uh, Trisha Dora's matches. Awesome. Like, I love Trisha Dora. Uh, yeah, I mean... Are you looking for someone like more mainstream? Or are you just looking at like who? No, I'm just wondering. I was just wondering your honest opinion, because I think she's the first woman that shows up on the list at like number forty nine or fifty. If I had to pull it up, is she like is she that high? She oh, is. she's number fifty. Yeah. yeah, I think she's the first woman on there. I yeah, could be dude. wrong. Yeah. It's look. It's actually looking like it's before number fifty is like Danny Garcia, Trey like Trey Miguel, Darby Allen, Psycho Clown, Jacob Fatu. Shout out Psycho Clown. Yeah, right. Zach Sabre Jr. Braun. Uh, that's another one, man. I don't know about Braun Breaker. Like, I don't think he should be as high up as Braun Breaker is better than Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. That's the thing, man. Like, I even told you from the very jump my thoughts on Braun Breaker. Like, no, yeah. I, I do. Don't, I don't get, like, I don't get get him. I understand he's a Steiner. Like, he's a breaker. No, big, he ain't like, even a Steiner. Like, big, like I, I don't, I don't care about <laughs> the, the Steiner, like, lineage. You know what I mean? 
Uh, no. Fantastic tag team. I'll never take away their like wrestling ability, but just the fact that Braun Breaker is like where he's at because of the fact that you know, like he's a Steiner. Like his, yeah, he wrestles. He wrestles like Rick, <laughs> which is not saying much. Yeah, Rick. The, you know the Steiner everybody loves and knows. Rick. Yeah, he wrestles very much like Rick. Um. I mean, he's good for NXT. Well, I think he's going to come up and do a lot in, like, the main roster. I mean, now Triple H is involved. Like, I don't know. I mean, because can Braun go like that? Like, No. And we already have a Braun. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. We don't have – we don't have a Braun. We have a Braun. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I think Gunther should be higher on this list. Like, there's Gunther a lot of like be... things you can nitpick. Gunther has been putting on matches. Like, look, he's been doing so good. We're calling him Gunther. Yeah, right. Like, he's been well, putting on. Dream... He... Go ahead. I'm just saying it's also because he's actually said that he doesn't. He doesn't want to go back to like Walter. He wants to be Gunther. Well, he 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 and he 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 looks. Great, he's doing he he and like I I'm I'm the one who's like mad he wasn't about to be fat anymore. And then after watching him, like he looks great. He still works stiff as fuck. He's been putting on dream matches. You never thought you would have wanted to see. Like we had Gunther versus Shinsuke. Gunther versus Sheamus is one of the craziest <laughs> matches I've ever fucking it's seen. It's possibly match of the year. Give it, it it's my it's on my list. And yeah. you know how long it's been for WWE to have a match of the year for me. How long? A long time. <laughs> I don't know exactly how long. This has been fucking long. <laughs> I don't know, but it's been a long fucking time. I, I just stood up. I got so excited about Gunther. Like, I watched a Seamus match twice because it was good. Seamus, uh, I think, is a very underrated guy as well. He's Wait, very now, now he Now he can wrestle the way he wants to in uh, Triple H's uh, world. Fact. Uh, and... Real quick, someone else on here that I think I to me personally I believe needs to be higher. Go ahead. That's Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood. Which one is that? Is that the bald one? The bald one with the mustache. Yeah, he's look, I don't know their names, I just know the, the way they look. Yeah. He's been const he's been he should be in like he's in triple digits, isn't he? He's one oh one. He should be at least in if not in the top 20, in the top 50. Yeah, like, I think that he could easily have made, like, top, like, 52, right? It, like, mm-hmm. Hell, one of the best matches AEW had was the Owen Hart Cup, him versus his partner. Cash um, Wheeler. Cash Wheeler, Utah. Cash Wheeler, Utah. <laughs> there, there's something you need a graphic design. Yeah, Cash Wheeler, Utah. I'll get on that. <laughs> that match they had against each other, come on! That they weren't. They that was that was amazing. It was fantastic. And and I, they are still doing the whole retro. We're wrestlers. With that, like they are killing it. Yeah, dude. If you look at uh, some of the people that he's that he's wrestled, not only as a tag team but like solo wise. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at his tag team like uh, summary here in the past year. I mean, he's wrestled guys like Aerostar and uh, Samurai Del Sol, right? Oh, damn, really? 
yeah, Death Triangle, Lucha Bros. Um, of course, like the Pinnacle and stuff like that. Let's go up a little bit higher so we can start seeing these other guys. Um, the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, yeah, they wrestled. Did. Yep they uh, they wrestled the Briscoes. They wrestled CM Punk and John Moxley. Um, they wrestled Dragon Lee and uh, Jalistico. Uh, oh yeah, he wrestled CM Punk solo. He in did a do that. Match. Uh, the Young Bucks, of course, Cash Wheeler, Adam Cole, Dax Harwood versus Adam Cole. Baby. Um, yeah, baby. Rapongi Vice. Uh, and oh. the United Empire. Like rounds Wouldn't out they... his... Oh, and the uh the American Wolves. They were in June as well. I um, love the American Davey Wolves. Davy Richards and Eddie and Eddie Edwards. I mean, look at all the, the the teams and the people that he has fought. Oh, oh, also in June. This this one's in June as well. He one on one faced uh, Will Will uh, Will Ospreay. You know his name. But yeah, um, you got Briscoes, like all those guys. I mean, that's all in a year. That's all in one year. Like, didn't they fucking? Aren't they the welcome back match to Rapongi Vice? Because Rapongi Vice was split up for a while. They were doing yeah. their own thing. Didn't they come back to wrestle them. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Rock Romero and Trent Beretta. And everybody wants to talk about how fucking Kenny was belt collector. Look at all the belts they have collected. Fact. Uh, and still hold. Yeah, IWGP, um, the the AAA, and the uh, – do they have the Ring of Honor? They did. I don't know if they still do. I forget if they still do or not. Anyway, yeah, it, I don't know. I think he could, I think he could be, be higher. Um, I what you said, fifty two at least top fifty two. Yeah, for sure. I think he'd be top fifty two. Uh, I think you can move like you know, Kai or like Ken, you know, Kento down. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like they're like phenomenal, but I think Dax. I mean, let let's face it, Dax could be where Ricky Starks is. Dax, I mean, like Dax could be where Ricky Starks is. Ricky... I like Ricky Starks, but. Ricky Stark's year in like from June to June like wasn't all that great. It's and it's I mean I like him and it's still not great. Like I'm sorry, the team cast stuff is going nowhere. Yep. Um. So I think uh for the last bit of the show, should we just look up some names and talk about their year and see if they should be higher or lower? Yeah, sure. You, you start. Or do you have do you have any or do you have any other things you want to talk about it? No, nah, dude. My biggest one was just the disrespect for freaking Angelo Dawkins, man. Like, yeah, that was my biggest one. He's four seventy eight out of five hundred, dude. Like four seventy eight for Angelo Dawkins. Come on, like um, from disrespect to respect. There's a lot of and like I'll go to I'll go to the list and point them out when I see them. But there's a lot of. Uh, unsanctioned pro alumni on yeah. the top 500 this year, and I'm really excited for that. Like, let me see. The highest person that has been on unsanctioned pro that is in this is, let me look, number, it looks like number 25 with AC Mack, former unsanctioned pro heavyweight champion. AC Mack is awesome. Yeah, he he uh, he won it, won the unsanctioned pro title. I mean, he lost the unsanctioned pro title to Lexus Montez, who I you know, to have, Lexus? <laughs> Don't you have yeah. a, a, a feud with Lexus? Hello? I think you cut out there. Can you hear me? There you 
I said he was uh, talking shit to Lexus, and I was talking shit to Lexus, but then I don't like this guy coming into my company talking shit to me. So I started booing both of them. And he said, will you just pick a side, man? Started yelling at me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, but he's really good. Uh, he's been doing crazy shit on the indies right now. Like, just fucking killing it. And to see him at number 25 is pretty cool. I agree with that. You pick a name, man. Me pick a name? Oh, man. Um, the, I think, like, the, I think is, like, deserving or... Just who you want to talk about is there's a name that you see worth talking about. Yeah, okay, man. Uh, Chris Bay. Chris Bay. Chris Bay uh, of 133, dude. Well, the Black Sun. Uh, Chris Bay, I think, had an amazing, like, year, uh, for, for where he's at in his wrestling career, right? Because he, I think he shared a tweet that he had in 20, oh man, I can't remember the exact year. It might have been, like, 2013 or something. And he said, he said something along the lines of, man, like, I'm, uh, I need to find me a wrestling school ASAP. Like, you know, I'm, I like, I need this. It's in my blood. Like, some, something along those lines. And then to see where he's at, like, now, you know, he's a part of the Bullet Club. He, when he came into, like, Impact, he was, uh, like, he was doing okay. I think he was, what, dashing Chris Bay, I think, at that yeah. point. And, uh, like, he was, like, he was okay. He was still, like, very undercard. And then all of a sudden, that Bullet Club came in. He, he got into that. He became like a, uh, I think, Activism champion. Uh, he He's done stuff on with New Japan now, which is freaking massive for him. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that he's up here at one, like, I think 133 is like a pretty, pretty good spot for him. Coming from like pretty much low level, like, in, like impact, like kind of getting his, his feet wet on like a, a bigger stage to where he's at now, you know, wrestling like in, you know, New Japan and stuff like that, and a part of the Bullet Club. I think it's huge for in, like for a year, right? And so, I mean, what is it? You said one thirty three, one thirty three. Yeah, that's a good for where he's been and what he's doing now. Yeah, and especially to be a part of Bullet Club, which is I think is having a little resurgence because they kind of were flat for a while. I think that's yeah. really good for him. Yeah, I, I, I think that like I wouldn't. I don't know if I put them like much like much higher like i don't really see him having as good as a year as hook and hook didn't really do much but hooks hook is hook hooks hook you know what i mean look at the brock lesnar of aw don't at me <laughs> but this this is the thing though right like i think he's did i think he's done better than cameron grimes and i like cameron definitely grimes. The, I mean, cameron grimes has not been to the moon this year yeah but he cameron grimes is above hook and Chris Bay, you know what I mean? Like, so I think Eddie Edwards had a fantastic year, right? At 128. I'm doing great. How about uh, number 95? And I'll let you know who that is because I know you love it. Yo, okay, this okay, that might be another one. I didn't realize he was number nine. Yeah, he, I think he needs to go up. I think he needs to be way higher. Effie is so much. He's oh shit! Almost dropped my phone. His 
like he's he's went viral how many times? He's had so many good matches events. He got a decent match out of Jeff Jarrett. And he's putting a oh, fact, fact. And he's putting he's putting on his own like events. You know what I mean? Like big gay bird. And it's massive. Like yeah. And it's like covered he's, everywhere. He's making it okay to be a LGBTQ plus whatever wrestler and like don't be afraid to be who you are. And yet he's doing good. Him and Slack are about to be tag teaming in Japan. Yo, and by the way, shout out to freaking Bowens, the Anthony Bowens. Yes. Uh, the Acclaim Man, the first like openly gay champion in AEW. I had no idea he was gay. That's awesome. Yep. Good for him. You know, uh, what's his name? Max Caster says he's a virgin too. Uh, to be honest, bro, I kind of believe it. <laughs> and like, good, good for them, man. They're, yeah. They're doing it. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope this is the first good title reign AEW has. Yeah, I think that's something. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. Do you do you want to do you want to touch on that real quick before? Yeah, yeah let's touch on before that we before. End it. Let's touch on that, and then there's one last person that we have to talk about, and okay. then I'll let you plug some. Shit. You know what? Now, let's let's go ahead and touch on touch on that. Uh, talk about the person, the one more person. No, 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 no. The last okay. person has to do with AEW right now. So okay, okay, okay. Um, but and then after that, we'll do plugs. Yeah. Um, so let's talk, talk about AEW for a second. I, I remember I brought it up to you that um, I just want to know what everyone out there who listens to this actually thinks. Uh, the one thing I think WWE has done pretty pretty well at, besides like the intercontinental and like the United States, I'm strictly talking like the world title scene, is they made like the reign um, of their WWE champions or the Universal champions like pretty solid. Right. If you look at, like, like, Brock, what's up? Especially this year, like yeah, these last couple years, you can't deny. Like, I hate to be the you know uh, uh, acknowledge him, but you can't deny what Roman Reigns has been bringing to the title picture. Yeah, and what WWE has been make, making of the title reign, not the title chase. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like Roman's reign, Brock's reign, even going back a few years and going to like Daniel Bryan's reign, you know, what well, I mean, wait like, a you said if you could look at Roman's reign. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan's, um, even Drew McIntyre's in, in a sense. Like they've they've all had some really good reigns, right? Drew McIntyre um, had a good match out of the big show. Yeah. Um, but then you look at AEW, and AEW, I feel like where they lack is they have this like amazing chase right they build up their challengers to where you like you just really want to see them perform well and eventually get the title and they do these long drawn out stories like this mjf one going after the goal has been lasting years we already seen the adam page one last year's you know what i mean um mjf reference this time i'm not just some guy at a podium like he really yeah. like yeah i was gimmicky like they're really good at long-term storytelling uh, hell, even if you go back to the Thunder Rosa chasing Britt Baker shit. Yep, yep. Their chase has been good. The Hangman Page chase is probably one of the best stories to come out of the year in pro wrestling, if you ask me. And it was what, like a two-year chase? I, I consider it from the beginning of AEW. Like, we wanted Hangman to be the guy from yeah. A, from. Oh, you know track. what? Fact, because he had that first title match against Jericho. Yeah, he and then 
you know, he was supposed to wrestle Pac, and that was the most excited match for All Out, and then Pac couldn't come because of Visa issues. And then, you know, had the match against Jericho. And then he said, fuck that, and him and Kenny did the thing, but he still had his eye on the ball. But he'd been, he'd been chasing the belt, and it's been the character development of the elite, still trying to be friends, breaking up, and then he got it. He finally... He finally was able to best Kenny, and then, <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, the The thing is, where they fall short is the rain, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rain is horrible. Right. Um. The rain is like if you notice, like when when Adam Page got the championship. What what now, right? What like what are we supposed to do? Like yeah, like we kind of had that thing where he came out in the next dynamite. He was champion, uh, like cheering and happy. And it's like where do we go from here, right? And I don't think that they actually look at that. The next thing they do is they're like, all right, let's start the story for the next challenger, right? Let's build, let's start building the story for the next challenger instead of what can we do with his reign, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they have their biggest issue because every champion that they've had, like Moxley, like I love Moxley, but his reigns have been pretty booty. Um, he's, he's the first three-time AEW champion, and hopefully we see where that comes from. Yeah. Those Jer- Jericho's reign as champion. Like I, I like Jericho, but his reign was booty. What's um, the TNT title doing right now? Yeah, it's on Wardlow. Like, oh my he, god, Wardlow should be a household name, and instead he's just fighting Satnam's thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's what scares me about um the acclaimed because the acclaimed was like everyone's like we we they're over. Let put the belts on them. It's like okay, put the belts on them, and what now? Like, what? Like they don't AEW doesn't have a very good track record at making these reigns worth anything. So. What what's the acclaim gonna do? You know what I mean, like, yeah, that's know. my that's my biggest issue. My biggest issue with AEW, besides the Tony needs to be a boss and kind of like grow a backbone and instead of like being a friend. Stop doing cocaine, Tony. Yeah, right. So being like a so being a friend and a fan, like be a boss, be a boss, right? Uh, so I think, and this is my goes into the last topic because we got yeah. we got a little bit of time left. Um, yep. I think a person that can make the title reign interesting and he's had enough time to do this is uh, and somebody who can make a chase interesting is one of the best chasers, but I think he could do well with the title reign. Uh, is uh, Billy, give me a give me a number sixteen on the PWI right now. Oh you need a number sixteen that would be MJF. I think MJF is literally the breath that AEW needs. He really is the salt of the earth. I think I don't the whole am I coming back to AEW or not? Finding out it was all just the work. The the, the phone call with Tony Khan and him signing the contract. Yeah, it sucks he's stuck with Stokely, but he made it like a point for it to be like these guys are just here when I need them or not. Exactly. Whatever. I think he can make a title chase important. And I think this time next year, he'll be in the top three. Oh, that's your prediction? MJF in the top three? I think MJF will be in the top three. You could book him right. He could wrestle. One of my favorite stories is 
him I could beat Darby Allen with a fucking uh uh arm drag or whatever he said. That yeah. shit was amazing. His punk shit was amazing. All his feuds have been great. I think his I think he if you book him right, I think you you get that title on him. Not as soon as you can, because they are really good at long stories. And this is the story in the long run. But when you get that title on him, he's the perfect heel that could I think he could save it. Like, and I'm not saying AEW needs saving. They're doing great. Their records with without Punk have been great. Like, they don't mm-hmm. need Punk. They don't need the elite. But no, I no. do think they need MJF. Yeah, and but here's the thing, right? I think MJF has been putting out, especially the 2021, 2022. He's had like now, granted, he hasn't had a lot of a lot of matches. But if we look no. at this from straight storyline perspective. Right of this of this whole year, mm-hmm. um, from the, the PWI how it happens. If we look at this. It is um, I think MJF has had some of the best story work, like in his career. Right? Yeah, and this has all happened in this one year. And so it yeah. started off with his um, his feud of uh, like the June era started with his um. Stadium Stampede, yeah. Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on to face Sammy Guevara. Then he goes off to face it's the fifth labor of Jericho. MJF defeats Chris Jericho. Yeah. Right. And then uh, the final fight at All Out, it is um, Chris Jericho defeats MJF. So that puts a squash to his. So that's the Chris Jericho, uh, the Chris Jericho Inner Circle feud. Done. Yeah. Right. So that's one. Then he goes and he faces Brian Pillman Jr. after laying into Brian Pillman Jr. And, and about his dad. That was amazing, by the I, way. Yes. Yeah. And then he goes on to the Darby Allen feud. Got even better, right? Then it's the Dynamite Diamond Ring 2021 uh, Battle Royal, right? Yeah. Um, where him and Dante Martin go on to win that match to become the final two to wrestle for the Dynamite Diamond Ring for the final. Which was great. MJF wins. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to uh, the Pinnacle, which is where he starts his. Um, this is where he starts his uh, CM Punk feud, which is uh, the Pinnacle versus CM Punk Darby Allen Sting, yeah. right? So he started that deal. So here comes the CM Punk stuff, where he has the, you know, he has the the MJF defeats CM Punk in a thirty eight minute match on Dynamite and a dog collar match. Um, then it's the the Wardlow stuff. The Wardlow stuff happened prior to to June, so the Wardlow stuff, boom, is also in this year. Some of its greatest work he's had. He hasn't made top three already. I don't it's, know. Even though, I don't think a world title like like capture will will put him at number three. But it's crazy that he hasn't made top three already. That, I I agree. I well, agree. with all that on top of that and the title reign. I think plus who knows what he could do with his story with his story career. I mean with, yeah. with his story, I think he could make it. And like I I, I think it's kinda crazy he's number sixteen. This is the thing, right? I want him to make top three, but he's number sixteen with having the best stories of his career. Every time you watch Dynamite, I wasn't tuning in to see what the world title picture was doing. I was tuning in to see what would happen with MJF's story, right? Right. I wanted to see MJF. And he's he's at sixteen, at technically the best uh, that he's done in his career already. And it didn't make no sense. It didn't make top ten. A belt is not going to change that. 
that's just my thoughts on this. I think he might crack a top 10 being like a number nine or something. No way he's going number top three. That's just uh, my personal thing. I think that the PWI is not going to put MJF in a top three. But, I mean, I'm saying, like, me personally, I think yeah. he should be top three next year. I'm not saying – I mean, it's my prediction. Sure. I'm seeing him buy it. And the fact that he's not even top ten right now is ridiculous. And I'm not just saying a title will put that. But a title plus I think him holding that title will be the first. And I'm just – I'm saying this because I don't think Mox is going to do a lot with this reign. But I think – and I hate that because I love Mox. But I think once MJF gets that title – he is going to do a lot with his reign, and it'll be the first good AEW title reign. Listeners, just so you know, this is usually a typical me and Dom like conversation where this is where the part where we don't agree. We don't we always don't agree. agree. <laughs> on that note, we only got a couple minutes. Yeah. You got anything you want to plug? Um, to be honest, dude, not really. I right now, I'm just you know, I'm I'm working more on some personal some personal things. Nothing really like public i'm just trying to get some stuff together before i do a public deal so yeah well you can listen to him on this episode of trash talk with young custodian i think it's episode 16 or 15 or 16 whichever one it is it's my third time too so I'm yeah probably I'm, I'm just bringing this on you right now majority of the time i'm going to talk about wrestling i'll probably ask to see if you can do it you'll be my like wrestling co-host if you're cool with that hey i'm down just shoot me a message all right and with that being said, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere, Young Custodian. Love you, Billy. I'm glad all is well with you, man, and I hope you do good things with your uh, designing. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Love you too, man. You've been doing some some awesome work out there, man. Keep being you. Much love. I will I appreciate you. see you next time, man. Yes, sir. Later. Right. Later, bud.